Greetings and welcome to the Take One Security Podcast. My name is Daniel Meeser and this podcast is me reading and commenting on InfoSec headlines all in one take. There will be no preparation, no editing, and very little post-production. Goals is to simply give people a way to audibly consume security news with a bit of analysis in less than 15 minutes. Today is February 23rd, 2015, and let's get started. So a new Stuxnet-like piece of malware was discovered by Kaspersky. It has infected thousands of computers, looks like most of them in Iran. Malware is the most advanced ever found by Kaspersky and possibly by anyone. Uh, evidently, it can uh, enter via lots of different methods, including uh, web attacks, and actually can remain resident on a computer through firmware um, even after a, a format and reinstall of the operating system and uh, hard disk. So uh, it looks like it might be NSA related or it could be NSA related um, in that a lot of the code names inside of the software um, use NSA code names, which is really strange. So one of the names was Grok, uh, capital G-R-O-K, which means to understand something basically. But uh, there are a couple other code names as well that evidently we learn the NSA uses in their programs. Uh, is that a little strange to me? Uh, why would they be putting those markers in their software as a signature pointing back to the NSA if in fact this were the NSA? Um, and then of course there's a thought on top of that thought, which is, well, maybe they do it so that they can actually deny that they did it because they can say, would we be stupid enough to do that? Um, and you know, there are layers upon layers there uh, could also be that someone else would do it, um, to point to the NSA. So maybe Israel creates something just like it and then puts, uh, the NSA code names in there. So it looks like the U S did it. Um, Wired said that most people targeted were Islamic scholars. So it does look like a state actor perhaps in the West, but of course that's all just conjecture and who really knows. Um, the group is being called the equation group because the encryption used to hide itself uh, was pretty advanced. So uh, car washes were hacked by Billy Rios uh, recently. So um, they're basically some bad web software um, controlling the, the, the devices themselves uh, that allow you to sign up for and, um, you know, get a car wash. So he was able to do things like get a free car wash. He was able to start and stop the car wash um, at different times and basically interact with the system via post requests, which is uh, part of the whole narrative of internet of things of what happens when real things basically uh, are put online, real things that physical things like uh, the idea here would be what happens if you're inside of the car wash and uh, the thing turns on and just starts gobbling your car up while you're on the inside of it because those things are pretty large and powerful uh move it around outside of your car and the idea that someone could be wherever sitting somewhere in some coffee shop across the world uh, sending post requests telling it to eat your car uh it's kind of interesting a little bit sci-fi in there but not too much um it was actually interactable um remotely so interesting stuff there uh, battery power can evidently be used to track Android phones. So basically, um, 
you don't really get permissions to things like uh, geolocation and photos and stuff like that. They have pretty strong controls in both iOS and Android for who can access that type of capability. But uh, what they do give you access to is the current um, power usage. And of course, when you are close to a cell, cell phone tower, you use less power. And when you're farther away, you use more. So and I'm just inferring here. I haven't read the full research, but I'm guessing that they could tell based on uh, where the towers are and how much you're using, they could sort of infer about where you're probably at. So that's pretty interesting stuff. Um, so it looks like Obama sided with encryption against kind of the spy agencies. He came out strongly in, in uh, support of everyone using encryption, or at least encryption being used widely, uh, presumably to the annoyance of these uh, spying organizations, uh, because it goes against what they would like. Uh, now, who knows if that's just sort of lip service um, to the privacy community or if he really cares. I personally think he probably does actually care, but who knows how that actually turns out when the doors close and they're like, well, we really need this stuff. So who knows how that translates to actual policy or behavior, but it is good to hear him actually support that. So uh, Lenovo laptop spying on you. Uh, we basically have uh, this thing called Superfish where there was a uh, basically man in the middle attack in the certificates used um, on these laptops. And uh, it was used to install spyware basically, but it can be used for lots of other things as well. And um, I believe Arata Security um, found out about this. Uh, he did a really good, Rob did a great uh, write up on it. And uh, it's, uh, it's a big problem. And actually Facebook found a bunch of other situations, uh, sort of subspecies, they called them, or someone called them, um, of the same sort of superfish, um, where you have it basically someone in the middle of, of your um, certificate chain and uh, able to look at your content. It looks like it's pretty attractive to people who have hardware, and we should kind of assume that other people are doing it as well. Um, major state tax refund fraud involving Intuit. Uh, basically, there are supposedly millions of dollars of fraudulent uh, state tax refunds processed uh, using the TurboTax software. And uh, someone who did security at Intuit said basically that uh, they thought they knew about it and they were just taking the money anyway. But, you know, who knows about that? So... Um, some new updates to the OWASP Internet of Things uh, Top 10 Security Project. So this is a project I lead with OWASP and uh, we've done some updates recently around uh, the IoT piece. So basically we added some tabs uh, for recommendations. So there's a tab now for manufacturers recommendations. If, if you produce IoT hardware or systems, um, here are some things you should do in each of the 10 categories. And we did the same thing for developers and for consumers. So if you haven't seen that project yet, um, or you haven't seen it recently, you should go check it out. We also updated a lot of the verbiage, just sort of added a lot, added a lot of uh, supporting documentation, stuff like that. So definitely go check it out if you're interested in that kind of stuff. Uh, we're also looking to integrate more tightly with um, 
couple of projects. I am the Cavalry and uh, the Build It Securely project uh, run by uh, Zach Lanier and Josh Corman. So um, looking to integrate more tightly with them and sort of reference each other's projects uh, when we're out there talking about these issues because it's all kind of the same same mess that we're addressing. So that's it for this episode. Hope it's been worth your time. You can find these headlines as well as more InfoSec, philosophy, and politics content at danielmiesler.com.